0: or go to FailYourWay.com for more info. Now back to the show. Make no mistake. If you're an author, you're an entrepreneur. You're selling the world on your book, aren't you? Of course, it's not as easy as launching a business and then tossing any old book up on Amazon. That's why I help entrepreneurs publish books on the specific topic and in the specific way that will launch or grow their businesses. Welcome to Entrepreneur Publishing Academy with your professor, Anna David. Guys, it's Anna here. So how can we earn twice as much in half the time with ease and joy while serving the highest good? Wow. I've got the answer for you. I'm excited to put a new podcast on your radar. Maybe it's not new to you. Maybe you know it already. It's Free Time with Jenny Blake, where Jenny shares systems and strategies to help free your mind to do more of your best work, powered by delightfully tiny teams. She's the award-winning author of three books, including Pivot, The only move that matters is your next one and her latest free time. Lose the busy work, love your business. Side note about Jenny, I've been following her work for years. I don't know that there's anyone out there who provides better systems in clearer ways. I'm a big fan and I have a feeling you will be too, especially episodes 96, where she shares free time book sales stats one month post-launch. Now you're interested in that. And episode 84, sprinkling the first 1,000 serendipity seeds of a launch. There's also a Notion walkthrough for organizing her writing process. Yes, in episode 36 on Shaping Big Ideas. So go subscribe now so you don't miss a single episode at pod.link slash free time. That's pod.link slash free time. You'll be able to download the podcast and subscribe on any of the platforms. You can also take the free time quiz at it'sfreetime.com slash quiz. That's it'sfreetime.com slash quiz. Thank me later. Well, welcome to Entrepreneur Publishing Academy, your host and uh Professor Anna David here. Uh before I forget. Entrepreneur Publishing Academy, aka EPA, in case people have, str- have struggle with spelling the word, the word entrepreneur. I struggle with saying the word word, apparently. Um, EPA, whatever. Entrepreneur Publishing Academy is brought to you by Book Elevator Pitch. If you're writing a nonfiction book, you need a Book Elevator Pitch and you can get yours by going to bookelevatorpitch.com. So this is an unprecedented event, which is, I had a guest booked in order to discuss an extremely specific topic. And he was so interesting that we just never even got to the topic. And um, and so this was not what I planned to talk about. I, I, I pride myself on, um, on on knowing very clearly going into a, an interview, like being very intentional about what information I'm trying to extract from the guest so that I can give it to you. So this, uh, so he's a fascinating guy. Brian Sachetta is his name. I didn't clarify with him if it's Sacchetta. Anyway, he's an author, blogger, software developer from Boston, graduated from Boston College. Uh, So he put his computer science background to use as both a consultant and a writer. And his first book, Get Out of Your Head, draws parallels between computer systems and the human mind. It's sort of half memoir, half self help, which is a very difficult line to walk. What we ended up talking about, we were going to talk about all this Amazon stuff, and we did kind of get into how. Amazon, uh, you know, different glitches and problems. But really what we ended up talking about are two topics, Uh, trademark and how he got kind of screwed on the trademark that he has for his book and his company and the importance of asking the right people to be your beta readers. Uh, So good. If you would like the show notes, uh, go to legacylaunchpadpub.com slash blog slash Sachetta. S A C H E T T A. You'll get links to Brian. And um, you can also go to getoutofyourhead.com to find out more about him. And we've got to help him in his trademark battle. We've got to make his book come up before the other one. Um, so with that, I give you Brian Chetta. Here we go. Thanks for being here, Brian.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Anna.
0: So let us talk about what your topic is, uh, your passion, your book topic, and how your book has impacted your business. So tell me a little bit about that.
1: Definitely. So I've got a couple books, both under a brand name called Get Out of Your Head. They are mental health related. So the first book is about helping folks overcome or or manage uh, anxiety. The second one is the same sort of concept, but applied to depression. Uh, So both of those books... um, I guess the first one's been out for 4 years now, the second one has been out for about a year. They I, the first one has sold a little bit better. I think I need to do better with the marketing on the second one, but um there you know there's some strategic reasons as to why I'm withholding some of the marketing for now. Got a little bit of a plan going into next year in terms of you know how the books have done or what they've helped with. And they've definitely helped with my business itself, I think at the same time like The business in general, right? The mission of my business is to help folks overcome anxiety and depression. Uh, It's a personal mission for me. I've dealt with both of those things throughout my life, and the books themselves are kind of a combination between personal stories. It's almost like it's it's sort of memoir-ish, but it's still self-help in the sense that, like, you know, uh, I don't want somebody to just read my story and be like, "What the heck was that?" I want to be able to apply science and research that I've done. To some of my stories, and say to uh, you know either readers or listeners, hey, this is what you can take away from this story. Here's a a lesson, a conclusion that we should you know turn around and try to enact in our own lives. Um, so the books have definitely been helpful in in, in the business overall. You know uh, because the business is broad in the sense of trying to help folks with uh, mental illness. It's like a, I guess first disclaimer is uh, I'm not a, ther- a you know a, a licensed practitioner, therapist, doctor, anything like that, um, and that's why my branding and, you know, the, the business that I run, I call it coaching, right. Rather than something, something else. Uh, so the coaching has been good or like the the books have been good for the coaching. So I, you know, I have, uh, at the end of both of my books, I have my email address in there. So if folks want to reach out to me after they've read the book, sometimes it's just to have a conversation. Uh, other times it's to say, Hey, thank you for this. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes it's like, Hey, uh, you know, I was on your website, read your book. Like I, I saw that you do coaching. Like what are the details of that? So, um, a little bit of a, A lead funnel if you will right Mm -hmm. um but at the same time it's 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 challenging i think a lot of folks talk about this in business where it's like if you really really want to help people um it doesn't matter like how you do it if there's a specific medium by which folks can get that help that's all that matters so it's like as much as it would be great for me to like have somebody come through and then sign up for coaching it's like i don't i like i'm not one of those people i'm not jamming it down anybody's throat it's like right However, you get the healing that you need. That is all that matters to me. Um, So again, like not necessarily pushing the coaching, but um, the books definitely act as a nice little funnel for that. And it does help.
0: So many interesting things that before I forget um, this idea of books in a series, did you know it was going, it was going to be two when you started and is there, are there more planned in that series?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it, it kind of like, I would say when I started. So I I started writing the first book in 2017. At that moment, I did not necessarily have plans for an an additional book. Um, I was kind of like, I don't know, I was in that early honeymoon phase of authorship where I'm like, I'm just going to write this and I'm going to help people and I'm going to sell so many copies and it's going to be amazing, right? Um, And not to be pessimistic, but I think you quickly, as an author, you quickly go from writing into the real world of like, I have published and now I have to, you know, go down the road of trying to sell things. And you become, I don't know what the right word is. Again, I'm not trying to sound negative, but you become maybe a little disillusioned with the fact that like, Hey, you don't just put a product on the market and it and it magically sells a million copies, right? So along that journey of you know from 2017 when I wrote the book until now, there's been twists and turns. I'd say um, for the second book, it was like as soon as I published the first book, which was in 2018, I got started on writing the second one. Um, the interesting thing is that I you know my full time job is actually a, actually as a software developer, so it was kind of like hey, I'm going to put this second book out there when it's done. I just don't exactly know when that's going to be. And then as I was going along that process, I was working on, you know, um, I was sitting down with my designer and we were talking about like, okay, what's the direction of your company and your brand and your books and stuff like that. Um, So, you know, we were starting to put together a more cohesive identity for the brand, which we would eventually put into the website itself. And as we were doing that, we were like, okay, well, you know, if this is your brand and this is your brand name, then you need to trademark this. And uh, if you're going to do that, then like, you probably want to you know make the second book part of a series rather than something a little bit disparate. Um, so that has, you know, I guess, at, at a very, very high level that that was part of that decision making process there. Um, I have loose plans for a third book, and I have like a trademark which is now uh, granted by by the um trademark office. So it's, you know, it's uh, it's it's out there. It's registered, which is great. Um, so I can keep adding to that. But I guess at the same time, it's like, got to figure out exactly what the you know the the third book would be mental health related but i think also like in trying to tie in some things that would be helpful for for authors that are listening right is like so i have had an issue with a, a large publisher who has sort of you know and I, i'm not trying to um i'm not trying to like be overly critical or negative or make uh accusations but at the same time the reality is there's is another book mm-hmm. out there of the same title as mine that has sold really really well um and what, like, regardless of legality, one of the issues with that, right, is like, if you um, if you type my brand into Google, I don't come up first. If you try to advertise against keywords related to my brand name, they're very expensive now. Mm. Um, so you have, like, as an author and as a business owner, you have to think about those things, right? It's like, does it make sense? Even if I have this trademark registration, even if this is my brand, if I'm already so far behind the eight ball, does this make sense? Uh, you know, to put the third book under the same name, or do you go in a different direction? Um, I don't know right now. It's something that, um, you know, I have a legal team. I'm trying to figure that out as well. So uh, we have contacted the big publisher and we're trying to get a resolution there. But uh, I guess work in progress is, is the shorter answer.
0: That is fascinating. I mean, because, you know, to be clear, one doesn't trademark a book title, but when it's the business um, you know, I will say my first book, uh Party Girl, when we were selling it, my agent said, "Ooh, a book just came out called Party Girl. Maybe we don't want to do this." And um and then we were like, "Oh, that book didn't sell. Well, no one cares about that book. Forget it." Turns out it was Rachel Hollis's first book. Uh, you know, back then nobody, you know, she was not a number 1 New York Times best selling author, but but um you know, I Uh, And I've dealt with trademarks and my God, I I had a trademark thing where uh, there is a company that's using, they were squatting on my domain and then they started and they're just redirecting it somewhere else. And actually I don't have a case because like what they're selling is I don't have, you know, the trademark on that. And luckily, they have just kind of gone off into the ether and no one cares. But do, I mean, through organic stuff, couldn't you kick those people off or they have just put too much money into owning the name?
1: I There's so many things that I, I think I want to touch upon there. I will say just real quickly was one of the reasons we had connected or I had reached out was uh, listening, you know, listening to your show. And when I came across the story of Party Girl, I was, oh, I was like, to- yeah. oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> the The woman who wrote Party Girl, I, I just don't want to use names. It's, it's just like uh, the woman who wrote Party Girl. You know, the the other Party Girl is the is the like the epitome, like the same person as the person who wrote not 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 one to one, but they are in the same exact category. They're it's like the same story. And so it was like, wow, Anna and I have to talk. Like this oh is just fat- my God. fascinating. Um, I will say one of the interesting things with like you know trying to get. Uh, to clear the path right to be like this is my brand i'm going to protect it um i have the like i have the right to do that i think one of the issues that uh, it comes down to is two things one is that book sold so well that the seo is just like sort of theirs yeah. um, it was probably a top 10 15 book in the us for the entire year of 2020 um so that was a tough one mm. i think the other thing is when it comes to trademark law the, in, in, in all law, really, is it's it's so letter of the law. It's so fine-tuned, fine-grained sort of stuff where it's like, okay, so the, the current issue that I'm dealing with on the trademark law, and I apologize for airing out some of my dirty laundry, but no, I think get it could it be get it out. Help, helpful for some folks that are listening is like, okay, so the uh, the big publisher wrote... Uh, uh, you know, publish this book that has my name on it, or my excuse me, my brand name on it. The issue is, I didn't file my trademark until right after they did that, so I don't have any protections on that book, which is tough. Because um, again, not to be accusatory, I don't know for sure, but if you look at my first book, the first edition, and therefore, and their book, the covers are pretty similar. They actually use. Even, like almost the same font, similar layout of the title and all that stuff. It was just very sort of suspicious. I had somebody, you know, say to me, "Hey, I was looking for your book on Amazon. Uh, I saw this other book that's under pre-order. Like that's not your book, but it kind of is. Uh, and again, i'm I'm not I, I don't have any evidence that um there was anything lifted there. just the fact that it was unfortunate, yeah, um, so that that was one thing or you were uh,
0: you had a great idea, and it was yep. in the ether.
1: Exactly. Yep. And I think, so the other thing, right, is like, then it comes down to with trademarks, it's like, uh, again, letter of the law is like, um, so since I have a trademark on a book series and an educational brand called Get Out of Your Head, uh, that big publisher, as well as other people cannot write books called Get Out of Your Head. The issue is um, with trademark, it's like, okay, um, if somebody has been using this mark before you registered it, you freeze them in place. But then it gets a little bit sketchy as to like what freeze in place means. Mm -hmm. So it's like if if somebody who already had a book called Get Out of Your Head then writes another one and on the front cover it's called you know the book is called like I'm just gonna make this up uh, Get Out of Your House right Mm -hmm. Uh, by so and so author of Get Out of Your Head in the in in like the literal sense of like you know um, trademark right right using a mark in trade if Get Out of Your Head is a registered mark then using that is Ah uh, using that on another title is like it's pretty close, if not the same exact thing as you know, trademark use. The issue is uh, it sometimes can do- come down to uh, what I guess first Amendment rights. So it's like, well, this person did write that book, so are they able to say that? That's mm. where it gets tricky where it's like, um, even though I probably have like an okay case, one trademark law, if you look at trademark law, like it's um it's not a hundred percent that even if you win, you get all the damages. So you might just make the person stop doing what they're doing. Uh, the other is that that issue of, you know, is it actual trademark use? Is it First Amendment right? And uh the biggest, like the biggest issue, right, is like. Does a small-time author like myself, or somebody that's listening, if they get into a similar situation, do they really want to spend the money to go to court and fight a big publisher? It costs a lot, a lot of money. Uh, you know, it's like if you have a, an attorney that charges a thousand dollars an hour, and you go to court. And you know, you're you're there 40, 60 hours that week. Guess what? You just got a bill for basically the equivalent of a new Tesla, right? So right. Um, it's definitely a challenging and frustrating thing. I think one of the reasons why, and I know we we're going to talk about some other uh, <laughs> topics as well, but one of the reasons that I'm passionate about, you know, getting on podcasts and talking about this sort of thing is helping authors see, like get out ahead of things, right? It's like if I could go back in time, I wish that I talked to the right person at the right time and they said. File the trademark because you're going to write this second book and it's going to be under the same brand name. I talked to a different lawyer, didn't get the right advice at the right time. Talked to a couple other people and they were like, "Hey, it'll you know that person using your name will actually help you know a, a rising tide lifts all ships that sort of thing." Uh, and unfortunately, I just don't think that was the case. But um, yeah, for folks listening, it's like if if you do have an idea for a brand name, right? If if you are writing the new equivalent of Harry Potter please file the trademark application. It costs, you know, a few hundred bucks. You could hire a lawyer to do it if you had the money and it would cost you a couple thousand, um, but it'll save you so much time and headache and and that sort of thing.
0: Anna here. Now, are you an entrepreneur who wants to write and publish a book about your own failures turned successes? Well, good news. That's what my company, Legacy Launchpad, does. Find out more at LegacyLaunchpadpub.com. That's LegacyLaunchpadpub.com. Now- should you do a book, you ask? I think so. Why? Because you're worth it. Now back to the show. What do you think of the irony is that you're saying get out ahead in order to avoid this? <laughs> Did you know oh, that? Man.
1: Yeah, it's tough. I don't know. Get, it's get, definitely get, ironic.
0: Um, so, oh my God, what what a beast of a situation that is. But you know, those of us who have uh overcome or let's say struggled with uh depression and anxiety, we're used to the fight, right?
1: And th- you, that is a that is a really good way to put it.
0: Yeah, we've overcome more. What's a little what's a little battle with a publisher? Although, God, it just seems like you by unsolicited advice, let them go. You've got many brilliant ideas to come, you know, trademark t- those. Yeah.
1: It's tough. It's definitely tough, right? It's like when you invest a lot of resources into the 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 endeavor itself, the brand itself, the the design, um, domain names, different products that you use. It's it, it's a tough decision, right? Um, we're we're working on it. I guess yeah. uh, I don't know what will happen, but it is a work in progress. So yeah. Try to, I guess, you know, just as a, like an anecdote or a side story, whatever it's like, I I do try to, I've, we're a couple of years into this where it's like, I try not to let this, the legal matter, uh, run my life. Right. It's like, at the end of the day, I have to remember that what I'm doing this for is to help other people. In their mental health battles. So it's like, you know, there's days where, you know, you, you get the blinders on and you're like, Oh no, no, I'm, I want to do this. And I want to do that and go scorched earth or something like that. It's like, Nope, I got to reset. I got to remind myself why I'm doing this, why I'm here, uh, and reconnect with, you know, the mission and the fact that I am here to help people. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, and uh, I really wish we could veer off into the, um, that thing where you're like, oh, my God, and everybody does it on their first book. They're just like, yeah, 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 yeah. I hear all your stories. It's going to be different for me. It's going to be different. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be the exception. And I was that. And I have now watched um, you know, dozens of friends go through that. Um, I'm the buzzkill before, and then, you know, and what I love about my clients is they're not like that. I, I, uh, I had an experience over the weekend where I had some people beta read the book I'm currently working on. They were not my ideal, um, reader because my ideal reader is incredibly successful and incredibly busy. And I was scared to ask those people. I know those people. I was scared to ask them because they're too busy. So I asked people that are sort of the polar opposite. Decimated my book. Decimated. Interesting. Yes, called it trite. Called it uh, disjointed. And I really, you know, underneath, you know, confidence. I think is at like, oh my god, are they? How have I been making a living at this for two decades? Like, oh my god, they're right. And then you know, my boyfriend has to go. These people have have, have never done anything. Um, right. They are in that place of you speaking realistically about what publishing is like when they're in the space of, no, 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 I'm going to be the exception and blah, blah, blah. It's truly triggering to them. Um, but Definitely. it was a great lesson in just don't just go ask your ideal reader and not and not people who, uh, you know, you just think have time to do it. You
1: know, that's a really good point. Yeah. And I, I I have definitely been harping a little bit on, you know, well, listen to di- listening to different podcasts and stuff like that. I have been trying to fixate a little bit of myself on, you know, the beta reading and stuff like that. I uh, I had listened to your episode with Rob Fitzpatrick right. and then uh, actually read his book. And it was like, you know, it, it's so funny when, when you are writing your own book, like I'm basically parroting what you just said, but it's like, you're like, no, 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 nope, nope. I'm a genius. This is amazing. Yeah. Like, I know what I'm talking about. And then, like you, you know, you go and give it to a beta reader, and they're like, "You say this word all the time. What are you talking about by that? That's unclear. What does it mean?" And as I read Rob Fitzpatrick's books, it, w- it was like, it's like, wow, he he had he definitely has that skill for like taking out all of the fluff and being like, "This is what you exactly what you are going to get out of this book." Yeah. Uh, and then here's what how we're going to do it, and then we'll do it right. Uh, I think that. The beta reading really helps with that, and that was a core focus of his book. was was basically being able to say like, okay, get out of your ivory tower. Uh, another one of those those get out uh, references, but yeah. uh, like, get out of your ivory tower and talk to people, and and like, you know, take all the fluff out and and make it clear, and then be able to just uh, deliver the value as succinctly as possible. That's what's going to make people fly through the book, want to recommend it, feel good about it, be able to implement the things that it talks about. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, and it's interesting because these are people who are in his community and, um, you know, I'm not the typical person in his community. They're complete newcomers. They have, they are not, you know, they're, they're not in the same situation. And, um, You know, it's interesting because I really bought into the idea that you need beta readers. And then I remembered the only book of mine I never finished was the one that I was in a writing workshop and I was getting feedback from people who'd never, you know, were never going to publish their books. And I don't know. I mean, I I think I I have gotten incredibly helpful feedback, like, oh, this isn't clear or whatever. But when it's somebody who's just going to go in and say you're trite, how is that helpful?
1: yeah i I totally agree with you. I think that one thing, so this is this is sort of an interesting segue that I hope is related is like when like on in the course of trying to market some of my books and whatnot i've I've read a lot of different content. i've I've listened to a bunch of different people. There was one interesting thing that a guy had had um had written, and he said, review other books. we We sort of emailed about this. Yeah, uh, <laughs> read other books, review them. and like, don't don't leave like one star reviews. like, you know, like, be, leave, if 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 there's something that you have to say that's like a little bit critical or something like that, leave, leave it in a nice way. Like you are part of the community and you want to sort of foster the community. And if you're, you know, if you're writing about the publishing process and you're leaving a book on a similar, a review on a similar book, then like try to be supportive of that author. Right. Yeah. I do think that as you look at reviews in general, like other people, um, and even like, I think back to myself, like maybe 12 years ago, right. It's like, before you have an appreciation of how much work that each author puts into the books um, and how much like blood, sweat and tears and emotion and whatnot, like you just don't have that appreciation for like, like, I, I guess what I'm getting at is like, I remember I wrote, I I read this book. Uh, I didn't like it. And I left a one our review. this is like 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I went back into my Amazon account, like years later, like when I had, you know, gone down the path of authorship. And I was like, that was so mean. Like, I know I didn't like the book, but why, why did I have to say that? Could I not have just like moved on with my day. Right, right. You know and it's I think it's one of those things where it's like um folks who may say that your your writing is trite or something like that, right? It's like they're they're lacking, I don't know, it's almost lacking the subject knowledge to have the empathy to be like, "Hey, look, like maybe this isn't my favorite book of all time, but like I'm not going to uh respond yeah. in a way that makes Anna want to like contemplate her entire existence, right?"
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I will tell you too. And here's the thing. Yes, we had a topic to talk about. I find this even more interesting and I've never wanted to have somebody back. I've never invited someone back a second time, but I'm saying let's leave that other topic alone and you can come back a second time and we'll get into that because this is so juicy. That sounds Um,
1: good.
0: The, when like, not the internet first started, but let's call it the early aughts. I uh, went to a book party. I'd never known anyone who published a book. And I met the author and I felt that he was very dismissive of me. And I wrote a a blog then and I wrote in my blog post that he was uh, like an asshole or something like that. (laughs) He clearly had a Google alert about his name and he wrote me an incredibly kind email and he said, I'm really sorry you felt that way. It was my first book party and I was really stressed out and it was the first time i realized i was like oh my god this is a human being i'm writing about and 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 then shortly after that i i became like a somewhat public person i started going on tv shows and you know writing books and and reading some mean things about myself and i made the commitment i was like i will never write something mean on the internet about anybody ever again cuz i cuz i just didn't get it i just didn't
1: um, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's so wild too. I mean, it's that's a great story and it's uh it, you do need those exam those real life examples, right? It's like I think about it all the time. One of my core philosophies in life is like and and it's it's changed as a, as I've gotten older, but it was like uh approach every situation as if I could be wrong. Right. Whether it's I'm at work and I want to say to this person, why did you do it this way? Like this was dumb or something. Right. I just come in and I say, hey, like, um, could you show me, you know, why, why it is that you did it this way? I'm not sure I understand. Um, and I don't do that out of being like passive aggressive. It's like I've had enough. I think we've all had enough situations where we go in thinking we're right. Yeah, And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness, I had this so wrong, right? It's like, I wrote that thing about that human being and that, that can sometimes change your entire course in life or, or just the way that you approach situations. So I think it's a very keen perspective to, to hold.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, that idea that everybody always thinks they're doing the right thing. You know, that person thought they were doing the right thing. They thought they were helpful. I think. You know, but I also think a lot of people are ruled by their subconscious and they don't know when they're triggered and they don't know why they're doing half the things they do. There's um, no doubt
1: about that. Uh, that uh, That's definitely a, a core theme in, in some of my writing. So, so you're right on that one.
0: Okay. And so you too have been banned from Amazon for writing reviews?
1: Yeah. Um, I, I guess I wrote too many of them. I'm not sure. You know, you do get to a point where like, like I'm in a couple author groups and like, I maybe a friend said, hey, could you leave a review of my book? And I'm like, yeah, I'll leave an honest review, you know? Uh, and I did. And I guess at some point, you know, what the, I, this kind of, I'm tangenting a little bit. The funniest thing, though, was like, there was like one, you know, I probably, le- I, honest to God, I probably left 600 reviews. Uh, and I'm almost thinking to myself, like, this is beneficial for Amazon. They should like this, right? They should. Yeah. And so there was one or two reviews where I'm like, okay, like a friend of a friend wrote this book, like, you know. Sue me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Against the TOS, sue me. And I wrote it. I wrote a, um, a review for like a book that had nothing. To, it was just a book I picked up about like the New England Patriots had nothing to do with anything. And as soon as I submitted it, I got an email that said, your review account has been like deleted. We, we deleted all your reviews, whatever. And I was just like, that was the one that <laughs> like took the cake and <that> put them over what, the edge. What is that?
0: Well, a bot decided, yeah. I guess. I yeah. don't even know what it was. I, for As far as I remember my situation, I just went on one day and it said like, you're banned. You know that, so I did create another Amazon account and, and then it, oh God, it was so complicated because you can only have one phone number associated. So I'm using mm-hmm. my boyfriend's phone number and it's just like, fine, fine. I won't review your products. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're hurting Amazon with our lack of reviews, but-
1: I- It's it's another one of those things. Sort of another thread that I had thought of was like you know I uh, at one point in time Amazon took my book down because of this competitor that came out with with their book Um, and I'm you know you you get to the point where you you take everything personally right you're like I was like this is a targeted attack they took me down we you know I had my lawyer investigate it it does not seem as though that was the case and it was sort of the I kind of came to the same conclusion that you just came to where it's like yeah I mean. I wish that we could write reviews, and if other other people wanted us to review their books, honestly, we could do that for them, and we could help Amazon. But I think at the end of the day, like it's just these bots, and they just don't care, right? It's, if if you can somehow get in touch with a human being at Amazon, which is pretty hard these days, um, sometimes you can plead your case, sometimes you can win, uh, but it's tough.
0: I don't think with this one because we my team is great at getting Amazon on the phone, and you know it really does. And here we can be useful about Amazon. If you get, if you are calling KDP support and you are not getting someone helpful on the phone, call back because the, the support really varies. This one I've had, like, I've tried, I had my assistant try, they are not interested. And this is an issue where they're just like, we're done. And I have a horrible thing to say, but when someone says, can you review my book? Can you read my book? I have an excuse to say no.
1: I know. Pretty funny
0: it's kind of horrible, but yeah. true. Sorry. Wish I could help. Oh my God. That's a so horrible, no wonder people decimate me. in <laughs> um, But okay. We have to wrap up. Sure. So, so, you know, listeners, let's knock that stupid book. That's, you know, uh, d- just ruins, Br- ruin Brian's SEO and go get his book. So tell people where they can find you.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that, Anna. Um, website is getoutofyourhead.com. And then on Instagram, the handle for my uh, author stuff is getoutofyourhead. Um, both of those have no dashes, no spaces in them. Uh, I, I definitely love the the idea of sort of lifting people up rather than tearing other people down. So yeah, um, if people would be so inclined as to do that, that would be amazing.
0: Fabulous. Thank you so much, Brian. This was a delight. And thanks you guys for listening. Thanks for joining me this week on Entrepreneur Publishing Academy with Anna David. For more info about the show, go to entrepreneurpublishing.academy where you can get links to show notes and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, and all the other places. Speaking of those places, if you got anything out of this show, I can't tell you how much I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. And please... Don't forget you can tell an author or entrepreneur friend about the show. Another forget-me-not, my company Legacy Launchpad Publishing is available to help industry leaders and those with stories to share at any stage in their publishing journeys, whether that's writing, editing, or publishing. Just go to LegacyLaunchpadPub.com to find out more. And be sure to tune in next week for, Bull well, next week's episode. You know, if you subscribe, you never have to worry about missing.